everybody. It's Brandon and the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Hope everybody's having a good time. Whatever you guys are doing. I'm sweating in Texas. Oh my God, I can't tell you how much I'm sweating in Texas. So I just read this thing that it's going to be... They said that they're predicting one of the hottest summers in a long time in Texas. And I can tell you right now that it's already been there, guys. It's It's already there. Obviously, we're in July. Okay. Well, at least by the time you guys are listening to this, we're in July. So I imagine it's going to be hotter. But already, as I'm recording this, we've hit 100 degrees multiple days in a row. Now, last year, just to put in perspective, it didn't hit 100 till July. And it was not that bad of a summer. It wasn't. We had our days, but it wasn't. One of the first years I moved here, we had a brutal winter. I remember seeing snow every, you know, it was when the, they had the Super Bowl at uh, AT&T Stadium. Of course, the Cowboys weren't playing in it, but they had the Super Bowl at AT&T Stadium. And they had to cancel all these parties and all these, you know, pre-parties and everything because it was just this massive ice storm. And then that summer, we had record-breaking heat. We had like something like 30 consecutive days of over 100, like just brutal. But since then, it's been like 50-50. It's definitely hot and it lingers for some time. Until this year. This year, it's starting to hit those temperatures where we're already predicting that it's going to be one of the worst summers ever. Oh my God, you have no idea what I just did. I literally just spilled water in my crotch. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I guess it's better than coffee. Yeah, it's definitely... You know, I've spilled coffee in my crotch before. When you drink as much coffee as I have, you you just spill it. And it's usually in your crotch. But anyway, ah, well, kind of feels good down there. I guess I'm going to leave it. Um, <laughs> what the, what's wrong with me? I need help. Oh, anyway, so th- this is a, this is a, an interesting podcast that kind of came up and the idea came up because I watched the movie recently, A Bronx Tale. If you haven't seen A Bronx Tale, I shouldn't even say spoiler alert. Like, really? The movie came out in 93, 94, something like that? Why would I... Uh, whatever. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. You need to watch it. I'm not going to get into details about the movie. It's been out for so long, I feel like I don't have to. But I love that movie. I really do. Um, it, just a, a little quick story about this movie. When you think about gangster movies, mobster movies and all that, there's so many that come to mind. Goodfellas, The Godfather, obviously, right? I mean, come on. Uh, Public Enemies with Johnny Depp. I mean, that's not really mob. That's more just gangster movies. But you do think about that. You know, even the old school one. You know, Carlito's Way, although that's not, you know, Italian mob. It is a gangster film. You know, Scarface, again, not Italian, but, uh, you know, Al Pacino. Donnie Brasco. um, The Untouchables. You know, there's just a ton of movies. There's a ton of movies that I'm forgetting about. And, of course, you think about, you know, The Sopranos as far as the TV show goes. Even the old school movies, Public Enemy, um, which is not the same as the Johnny Depp one. That was Public Enemies. And then, of course, you have Dillinger, the old school Dillinger version. There's there's a ton of films. But I like to include some that are different. And one of those is A Bronx Tale because it really isn't your typical gangster movie. In a sense, it is, but it's much more than that. It's really a tale of two different people and a tale of a young kid growing up in New York and obviously the Bronx Tale 
um, during a time when the Italian mob was ruling the streets and they were from the neighborhood and you you had this understanding of what went on in the neighborhood and how things were and what you did do, what you couldn't do, what you wouldn't do, what you said and what you didn't say. What you didn't say is always more important than what you said. And the movie is starring Chaz Palminteri and Robert De Niro. Those are the two big ones. Not to say there's not others in there, but those are the two. It's actually directed by Robert De Niro. Over the years, I've, I've learned to not like Robert De Niro very much. As he's gotten older and you learn more about who he is, I just don't really like him. I don't get excited about his movies. I mean, he's kind of taken on the role of more of the, the funny guy anyway, as well as he should. Casino, there's another one. Um, I just don't really like him. I just don't. I, you know, it started, quite frankly, when he started bashing Trump. Now, that's not because he was bashing Trump. I could care less. Bash who you want to bash. I guess I didn't like, as he was sitting there in the same sentence, talking about how Trump needs to talk to people with respect because he's the president and he doesn't like the way he speaks. He then turns around and says, I would punch Donald Trump right in the jaw. I'd knock him out. I, it just like it just was hypocritical nonsense. And then ever since then, he just really annoyed me. Again, I don't care. You want to talk about Trump? You want to talk about Biden? You want to talk about any president? I could care less. They all suck. They're all garbage. But I just didn't like the way that in the interview he sat there and he said one thing, but he acted another way. It's just like, come on, dude. But anyway, so I, I, I don't really like Robert De Niro anymore, but I did. And this was a really cool role for him because it was different. Normally, Robert De Niro was, at the time especially, taking on those gangster roles. He was in that role, but he was the complete opposite. He was just an Italian dad, a hard-working dad who drove the bus, trying to make money for his, his family and support his family and do the best he can in a really hard time. He didn't go down the road of organized crime, gambling, and gangster stuff. He didn't do that, and that was a different character for him in the movie. Chaz Palminteri, on the other hand, plays Sonny. A real-life mafia, whatever you want to call him, boss. He wasn't the boss, but he was a boss. And he lived in the city. Now, what's interesting about this movie is this movie is based on Chaz Palminteri's life. However, in the movie, Chaz Palminteri is playing Sonny, and there's a young kid, I forget the actor's name, he actually got in a lot of trouble. He was on Sopranos for a while, uh, for like a couple episodes, maybe a season, before he got killed. But he got in trouble. In real life, got arrested and all that. Did some stupid stuff. But anyway, um, the kid plays Chaz. So it's really interesting to to see that Chaz Palminteri is playing the guy, Sonny, that he had encounters with as a kid. Now, before the film came out, this was a Broadway play, a one-man show, a one-man Broadway play that he was doing for years. He was telling the story about him growing up and his dad and his mom and and how he got connected with Sonny and how Sonny took after him and protected him and taught him things and how he really had two fathers that were teaching him really good stuff in very vastly different ways. And it was a one-man show. Now, I didn't know that at the time when I saw the movie way back in the day. I still own this movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to tell you right now, go watch it. 
Um, I still own this on DVD, but I don't know where it's streaming, but it doesn't matter. Just get it off Prime, rent it, Redbox, whatever. It it might be on HBO Max. It, I don't think it's on Netflix. It was, but you know how they rotate movies. But he was doing this one-man show. Now, I, like I said, I did not know that. And he was doing it for years. And I really fell in love with this film. Because seeing the way that Robert De Niro was the dad trying to protect his son from that side of the neighborhood. And seeing how his son was drawn to it and sneaking out to hang out with that side of the neighborhood. And how Chaz protected that kid. He told him to go to school. He taught him stuff on the streets. He taught him about love. He taught him about relationships. It might not be, you know, everybody's point of view, but he really did a lot for him. And how Robert De Niro, who played Chaz Palminteri's dad, I know it's so confusing, right? Um, But in the movie was the other dad who was talking about, no, hard work and the working man and this is what you got to do and, you know, you can't take shortcuts. And it was a really cool contrast to see and they really did a, a great job of doing it. But when I found out later on, and this was probably a year or two later, after really embracing that movie, maybe three, that not only was it based on Chaz Palminteri's life, but that he was doing these shows, I was like, man, I just kind of fell in love with the story even more. Well, one day, and I don't know what year it was, I found out that Chaz Palminteri was bringing his one-man show to the Fox Theater in Detroit. The Fox Theater is is one of my favorite venues to go for. Yes, they have concerts there, but typically it's more of the upscale place. Uh, I've seen Tony Bennett there. Um, there's there's just they they have some really phenomenal plays and musicals and things like that. The Fox Theater it's it's really beautiful. And I'm not a big like musical Broadway play sort of guy. That's not my thing. I can appreciate it. Like I've seen Rent and I I don't like it, but I've seen it. Um, Christmas Carol, I saw a couple times and, and I enjoyed it. Miss Saigon, did I see Miss Saigon or did I not go to that? I don't remember. Um, Beauty and the Beast, I saw Grease. Uh, there's been a there's been a couple of their you know plays that I really like. Chicago, I love Chicago. I think it's great. Um, not just the city, but the movie and the play. Like, just awesome. But I wanted to see this because I'm like, this is unique. I mean, I know what it's like to get up and talk in front of people for a little bit. But to sit there and put on a show, a one-man show, actor or not, you can do movies. But to sit there and do it in front of an audience and they have these set pieces. But you are the guy. You have to give the emotion of the story. You have to give the emotion of all the characters. You're the guy. I I wanted to see it, so I bought tickets. And also to see Chaz Palminteri, who I love. And I still like. He doesn't do a lot now. I mean, got the usual suspects, though. Like, he was great in that role, um, which is a great movie. I had to go see it. So me and my girlfriend at the time were making a night out of it. Went out to dinner. We didn't eat a lot. Just little appetizers. Went to Giovanni's, of course, right down the street. 
one of the greatest restaurants, Italian restaurants ever, and one of the, by far the, if not the greatest Italian restaurant in Michigan, flat out. And we had some appetizers, a couple glasses of wine, and we drove to we drove to go see a Bronx Tale. I came in, I got the playbook, and I'm watching it. And I instantly am captivated. Now, her and I have watched the movie before, and she liked it. She better, I wouldn't take her. But it's so different seeing the man come out there. And what's cool about it was there were more layers to the story. It didn't just follow everything that happened in the story. He told us more about his childhood. He told us more about Sonny. He told us more about situations that arose as he was growing up and the battles he had with his dad and how his dad tried to fight him from going to that bar and going to those places that Sonny hung out. And it was really cool to see because this was a man that lived it. Here Chaz was growing up and he became friends with a mob boss. And I'm not talking like, hey, be my friend. I'm talking like this guy treated him like a father. Or like that was his son. And when he was skipping school, he had both dads coming after him. The mob dad and his own dad. And it was it was really cool to hear Chaz, now much older, obviously, talk about the different things that he learned from both of them. And how at the end of it, and Sonny did pass away. He was dead. Uh, I'm not going to give it away. but And Chaz is... Dad in real life actually did go to the funeral, even though they didn't get along because they had some respect for each other. He really was hurt by his friend's death, but also realized that not everything that he said was right. And that might have worked for him, but it wasn't going to be who he was. And Chaz said that had he not met Sonny, he probably would have never gotten to acting. He probably would have gone down that road and probably would have... Maybe not even be here today or or in jail. And I thought that was interesting. I found it just so interesting because you got that, you got a little bit of that from the movie. You got a little bit, you know, you kind of felt a little bit of what he was trying to say, of what he learned and what he agreed with and what he didn't agree with from the movie. But you didn't get all of that. And to be there and watch somebody go on stage who not only lived it, and was there, but be able to tell it in his own words, like, it was great. I I gotta tell you, that was one of the most unique experiences, and, and just, I felt every word he said. When he was talking about, you know, how he was first dating this girl, and this was back in the day. Okay, so here's an Italian dating this black girl. Not really okay. Totally okay. But not okay at the time. By the world's eyes and Chaz was like who cares (laughs) I mean not Chaz Sonny the real Sonny was telling Chaz as a kid who cares do you like her yeah well then who cares who cares what your friends think they're a bunch of morons anyway half of them are gonna die and they did you know but what if I get made fun of do you care do you like her yeah and it was really cool to hear this from this mobster telling his son like who gives a crap what your friends think it's all about you. Do you like him? And, and and to tell him that, you know, from that moment on, he he lived his life that way. He did not care what his friends did 
or thought or or didn't think or what they approved of or didn't approve of. He just lived his life. So he definitely picked up a lot from him and, and it got into acting and here we are. And it was a really cool play. Now, I don't know how long it was. I can't believe I spilled my water on my crotch. I have like little sips left. That's it. It was like a soaking wet crotch. Cold water too, but like I said, it's hot. Um, anyway... <laughs> It was really cool to hear about how he got into acting, and, and he talked a little bit about that afterwards. And he said, he flat out, he owes it to his dad. He owes it to other positive people in his life, guys. I'm moving, so the wet crotch situation can uh, be taken care of. Um, and how he owes it to Sonny. Because ultimately, he believes that, in a sense, they saved and all of them together were doing everything they could and everything they knew how and, and everything they believed to be true to raise him the right way, and it worked because he would not have gone down the path he did. So afterwards, we're getting ready to leave. We're probably going to go get a couple cocktails, and we find out that Chaz is going to be at the bar next door. Well, I'm not an idiot, right? But as we're leaving, he's there. He's standing out. He's signing autographs. So I get my picture taken with Chaz. I'll post that up on Instagram, Life of an Average Joe Podcast, and probably lifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com as well. And I get my picture with Chaz. He signs my playbook and signs the poster. I still have the poster today and the playbook. And uh, I shake his hand, and we go next door. I'm like, let's go next door anyway. It's a great bar. I don't know if it's still there. And we go next door, and we're hanging out. And it's a, it's a classy spot. It's not just dump, you know. Some old dive bar. Plus, we're dressed up, you know. And we go next door, and Chaz comes over. It's not a lot of fanfare. I mean, he's a very famous guy, but it just wasn't a lot. A lot of the people that saw the play left, and he was just there. He had his buddies, whatever, people he worked with. And he walks up to the bar, and I was like, man, I'm just going to start talking to this guy. So we kind of scoot down. And I'm drinking whiskey. She's drinking, I'm going to assume, vodka. If I can remember correctly, and he orders a martini, and I leave him alone. But he kind of turns and he's like, "Oh, you're at the play?" I said, "Yeah." He's like, "Hey, what'd you think?" I loved it, man. It was great. I loved the movie, and uh, I tell you what, this was as good as the movie was. This was better. And so he asked me, "Well, what? Why'd you say that?" I said, "Well, because I'm hearing it from you. You know, it doesn't have that Hollywood feel to it. I'm hearing the words directly from the man who was there, and to me." You know, that's the greatest story that, that could be told is hearing it from the source. And he said, well, you know, they're they're getting ready to turn it into like a musical, like a big deal. And I said, well, that'll be cool, too. And he kind of looked at me and he said, you have your doubts? And I said, no, it, it will be cool. I just think that what you do is way better, in my opinion, because I'm hearing the truth. And not to say that's not going to be the truth, but that's going to add the you know, the bells and whistles, and it's going to be great, and I'm sure it'll be entertaining, and if I had the chance to see it, I'll go see it. But for me, watching you up there pour your heart out, tell the story, put your family out there, put your life out there the way you did it, nobody can take that away. And he kind of, you know, gave a smirk, took a drink, turned over, started talking to somebody else, turned over, started talking to my girlfriend, and he starts talking to me again. She goes to the restroom, 
he starts asking me questions about her. You know, they guys been together, you know. And we talk for a couple minutes. She comes back out, and he's like, you know, I'm talking to your boyfriend. He's a great guy. I'm like, well, yeah, that's true. I'm like, look, if Chaz Palminteri gave the stamp of approval, then why? what else is there to talk about? And he says, you know, life is just hard. And he goes on this story about as he was growing up and his dad. And he's talking about what his dad did on the bus and what else his dad did to provide and, and how hard it was back then, but how so much simpler it was and yet it's harder now. Now, you got to remember, this is probably like 15 years ago, maybe more. So I can't imagine what he would say now with the way things are. But he said, you know, it was so hard back then, but yet simple. Whereas now, we try to simplify things, but everything's overcomplicated, and everything's just a lot more difficult. He's like, there's a lot of times I wish we could go back to those simple days of where somebody could actually have a job and could pay their bills. Now, this isn't a Hollywood actor, you know, he's doing fine for himself. But he's talking about how his dad struggled, and at times, at one point, his dad had three different jobs. I guess the bus situation didn't work out, and he went and ran a fruit cart, and then he did a delivery service for, um, I guess, like, linens and stuff. And, it, you know, I don't remember what the third job was, but he's, he was like, there's no way that anybody should be able to to have three jobs and, and still struggle. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm thinking about these words now. And I'm like, little does he know. But it was really great to just sit there because, I, again, I could tell he was just talking. He did not have to talk to me the way he talked to me. And he did. So as we're getting ready to go, it's getting late and I got to leave. Now, I don't want to leave. Chaz didn't look like he was leaving. Now, he didn't drink a lot, but he just was having a good time. This, How many opportunities I get to stay and sit and talk to Chaz Palminteri. None, because it hasn't happened again. But I gotta go. That's what happens when you have a girlfriend. They wanna go. In retrospect, I should have left her. I should have paid for a cab home for her, and I should have stayed, but... Ugh. God, you women. Um, so I stayed. Or I didn't stay, I got the bill. Made the choice to leave, do the right thing. <laughs> and he shakes my hand. He says, hey, let me give you a piece of advice. I'm like, all right, here we go. What is it? Reach for the stars, you know. And he says to me, whatever you do, not everybody's going to like it. doesn't matter what you do. There's going to be people out there that don't like that you're doing it. As long as you're doing it for the right reasons, and as long as you're doing it for you, your family, whoever, it doesn't matter what those people think. And I thought about the movie and the play, you know. And he said, because let me tell you, there are people to this day that I've known for years that claim to be my friends that don't like the fact that I haven't taken certain movies or taken certain roles, that I took time off to do this play, that I took time off to help write this next play for a friend of mine they continue to be my friends but they don't like what I do and I don't care so don't care what people think essentially do whatever you do but do it for the right reasons if they don't like it because it's wrong and it's not for you and that's different but if they're just 
they don't like it and they, it doesn't matter. It's not for them. So I shook his hand and, and I left. And it's interesting because I think about that now. There's a lot of people out there that don't like this podcast, believe it or not. There are, I, I live rent free in some people's minds. I promise you. They listen to this and, oh, did you hear what Brandon did? Oh, did you? I, I promise you. They don't like it. They don't like the choices I make. Some of them, they have every reason not to like the choices I make. But when you truly don't care, when you sit back and you go, you know what? I don't care. And you continue to do it and you're doing it for the right reasons. It's not even about being angry or hateful or spiteful. You just don't care. They don't, they're not even a blip on your radar. Those people that continue to criticize you for what you do or bash you for what you do or, or talk about you and make jokes about you in their little circles, it doesn't even matter. You can't even get mad at it because it's so irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. And it's really cool because I just recently watched this movie and when I saw Chaz Palminteri kind of go through that line that Sonny told him, and I play back those words that he told me. Not only can I hear Sonny, and it's not just because he's the actor. I can hear Sonny because he learned from that. Because Chaz literally followed that advice and learned from it and followed the advice of his dad and molded them together and learned from it and did what he did, and it's worked for him. Maybe not all the way, and sure, he's had failures, but it worked for him. And it's something I'll never forget. It's obvious to some, but not so obvious when you're in the thick of it. And I'll never forget that meeting with Chaz Palminteri. By far, again, one of the biggest highlights. And I highly recommend that you watch this movie. If you ever get to see it, and the musical is out now, by the way. They've done the musical for years. I've heard good reviews. To me, nah. Let's get that one-on-one show. Let's get that one-man show and watch that. I kind of... If the musical comes my way, I'm not going to see it. I mean, if somebody wants to buy me a ticket, so I'm not going to say no. But I got to tell you, I've never seen a one-man... I've seen two one-man shows in my life, and I'm talking about like a solo artist. I'm talking... Or a stand-up comedian. I'm talking about like a, a spoken word play type thing. Chaz Palminteri's uh, was, was just a truly amazing experience. In an amazing theater at an amazing time. Combining that with being able to share a cocktail with him and words of wisdom and and joke and laugh. as well. And we were there for a while. This is not a like 20-minute conversation. And not that we talked the entire time, but I can tell you we were there for a while. He was not bothered, even though other people came up and took pictures occasionally. He was not one of these guys that was like, oh my God, get out of here. He was thoroughly into his mood and relaxing and sipping on his martini. And I'll never forget Chas Palminteri. And ever since then, uh, he's been one of my favorite people in Hollywood. Even though he doesn't do a whole heck of a lot that much anymore, you know, he's getting up there. Um, and look, I don't want to hear anything bad about him because this guy was awesome. So my advice, watch A Bronx Tale. By far. If for some reason, and I don't, I matter of fact, I know he's not doing these anymore. But if for some reason he does these one-man shows and you have an opportunity to see it, oh my God, go see it. You will be thoroughly entertained. And it's just blown away at the talent and the passion. And still, after telling that story over and over again, 
the enthusiasm and the passion and the emotion that he has and seeing him tear up when he talks about Sonny and his dad, even with me at the bar as he talked about Sonny, you could tell that that guy just had such an impact. This wasn't just for show. It had an impact on him. Just great. That's my Bronx Tale for you guys. A little short podcast this week, but I hope you enjoyed it. I will be back next week with another podcast. We're going to be talking about the time I took the pitch on FC Dallas. That's right. Who's the man of the match? We're going to talk about it. True story. Me. On the pitch. With the man of the match. Fun time. Fun, fun time. Get a little insight into the up and coming book, 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 book. Yes, yes, yes. Wait for the 100th episode, guys. The 100th episode is a mere four episodes away, and the 100th episode is a special one. You will not want to miss this one. Trust me, it's been years in the making, and it's 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 coming. I can't wait to do that 100th episode. But in the meantime, if you've missed any episode, you can check them out on all platforms, including the Life of an Average Show Podcast.com. Don't forget to check out Trash Talk. Every Tuesday with Stuart Sachs, 8 a.m. again, simply go to the Life of an Average Podcast.com and you can watch them or Spotify, listen to them. All the links are there. Don't miss that out. Check it out on uh, TikTok, Facebook, social media. Yeah, I'm there, guys. I'm everywhere. And I will post that picture of me and Chaz. I want to give a big shout out, big, huge shout out to my sponsor. You know who you are lucky 13's tattoo aftercare you guys are great they just sent me a t-shirt i gotta take a picture of that and uh i'm gonna tell you right now their product's phenomenal Uh, i gotta order some more but i my tattoos look great um and they've been around for a while although i'm looking to get a new one and get one finished so hopefully uh i'll be trying out some of their newer products but it's very simple simple products cheap i shouldn't say cheap affordable organic, not tested on animals, so they're not jerks, and it really just repairs the skin, protects the skin, and breathes some life into that beautiful ink that you put on your bodies. You can go ahead and click the link on the lifeofanaveragejillpodcast.com to place your order. You get 25% off. You can't beat it, especially with summer. If you're going out in the sun, sunscreen's just not going to do it. Okay, you got to save that skin underneath your tattoo, which will prolong the life of those masterpieces that you spent so much money on. So check that out. Love those guys. They've been so great to me. And I really appreciate them. Appreciate all you guys. Don't forget, you can go ahead and shoot me an email to lifeofanaveragejoepodcast at gmail.com. Sign up for the newsletter. I think I got a, I got a handful of you guys. I'll admit that. Not a lot, but that's okay. I talk to most of you guys through some aspect of social media. You guys that have been following me through TikTok, you guys have been great. I've gotten more, I gotta say this real quick, I've gotten more people that have found the show on TikTok than have found me on Facebook. Because Facebook's kind of a mess. But big shout out to all you guys, man. You guys have been awesome. Awesome. Anyway, thanks for listening. Go watch a Bronx Tale. I'll see you next time.